Welcome to the Just Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Clay Snowden. No Colby today. Colby was not able to make it today, so it's just going to be me. We've got a solo show today, but a lot of names to go through for the Week 13 Waiver Wire. Before we dive in, I hope everyone had a great Father's Day. We're going to get started today with some news and notes. Then we will run through a bunch of different names today for what your waiver wire considerations but let's go ahead and dive into the news and notes first thing right off the bat wednesday mark your calendars we have a special game kyle hendricks of the cubs up against rich hill of the pirates why the hell do we care about this game two soft throwing high movement players it's just a aesthetically pleasing game to watch you're going to see loopers just thrown in there, curveballs and all kinds of stuff. I don't know, like, how many pitches will be over 90 miles per hour. That That's maybe an over-under that we can talk about. Eduardo Rodriguez and Julio Urias both threw a bullpen. Both are nearing returns. Good news for those owners out there, both both lefties. Erod pitched really well to begin the year. Um, he's had, like, a finger issue. Julio was off to a slow start, but we know the talent there. And even like if if you don't have him, it might be the perfect time to go get him. Colby and I talked about that recently. He's on the injured list. Like maybe you can get him cheaper if if you need that starting pitching help. Max Muncie hit the IL with a hamstring. That that's tough, but we actually have a name later in the waiver wire that you can pick up. Similar position mix, who I think can bring value. Wilmore Flores hit the IL. That may be like a deep league. You know, maybe you have him in a deep league. I don't really know. I'm not a huge Wilmore Flores guy, but Samad Taylor, Luis Matos, Emma Sheehan all came up. Mixed reviews, but all had big moments. Emma Sheehan, man, he looked great against the Giants. I think, what was it, six no-hit innings from him? I mean, absolutely electric first start. The Dodgers just keep doing it. They just keep doing it, man. Player after player after player producing. What a fun team, too. Like, even when they get rid of stars, they find ways to patch it up. And this is not the best roster that they've had. And maybe they won't make it far in the playoffs. I don't know. But it is fun to watch these young pitchers that they've had getting brought up through the system. And it's just so sustainable. Like, their success is sustainable because of their player development. Fun team to watch. Luis Matos. I think he could stick. I really do. He was tearing it up in AAA. I know that we've already talked about him within the past week. But, man, I like what I've seen so far. He's out there on the waiver wire, I'm sure. And you can go pick him up. Jumping into some waiver wire names. First one off the bat's a deep league guy. I feel like we don't do enough deep league stuff. There's going to be some in here. So I want to talk about Hogan Harris, Oakland Athletics lefty. Now, he's been used out of the bullpen. He's been used in like a um, piggybacking off of an opener. He's been used as a starter. I think he could find a role in this rotation. I really do. Hogan Harris has shown the ability to strike people out in the minors. He had a 12 
or higher K per nine at multiple stops. He's just under seven K per nine right now, but it's only been a few outings, you know, that that needs time to, to kind of normalize, but you know, he struggled with walks at times, but the, the main numbers that we'll go over here, ERA and whatnot are a bit inflated and we'll, and we'll get to that. 4.45 ERA, 3.88 FIP, expected ERA of 3.39. Now he gave up six runs and walked five in his first major league outing. That's going to screw up all of, all of the numbers, all of them. He only went 0.1 innings, a third of an inning in his first outing with those numbers. Obviously, that's going to screw everything up. Four out of his five appearances since then, two or less runs. He struck out seven against the Phillies last outing. And if you watch that game, I doubt many did. But Hogan Harris was just spotting corners, man. Painting the outside of the strike zone. He looked really good. Really good. And a guy who's available in so many leagues. I think he's owned in less than 2 or 3% of ESPN leagues. Deeply guys jump on him, man. He's not going to get the wins. But we saw the ability to, to get seven strikeouts at times. Like, He's one of those guys, if you play the right matchups, I think that he can actually bring value. So a real deep cut to start the show. Next is Andrew Abbott of the Cincinnati Reds. Now, that's a hot name. I'm sure he's been picked up by a bunch of people. Shallow leagues, I'm sure he's still available in some. His numbers are a little a little screwy. 3-0, zero earned runs to begin the year. Just had a fantastic outing against the defending champ, Houston Astros, 3.45 FIP on the year, 17 and two-thirds of an inning, nine walks to 12 Ks. Colby and I talked about Abbott a little bit. He has the strikeout stuff. He showed it throughout the minors, even in double-A with the ball. Like, okay, yeah, his numbers were really high then. He went to triple-A. Still posted good numbers without that messed-up tacky ball. Still posted good strikeout numbers. The walks are a little bit concerning. He himself said, and I know I've mentioned it, but he himself said he was nibbling too much, was a little bit too worried in his first outing. Um, I think he's going to become more confident and more aggressive and attack the zone more often, and he really does have good stuff. The Reds are hot, man. They've won eight in a row. The Cincinnati Reds, half game out of first place in the NL Central, a trash division. And they're going to lean on Andrew Abbott. I think he's here to stay. I do not think he's going back to the minors. He's a big part of the future. They're going to give him the ball every fifth day. I like that pickup. Um, I'm a little bit worried like about the innings, like how far. Like I just don't know what his in- inning limit may be. But for the time being, Andrew Abbott can at least give you competitive outings a low ERA, like I, I don't see this as the type of of rookie who's going to be like Brandon Williamson of the Reds, who had a good first outing, but we kind of knew from the minor league numbers and watching him in the minors, like it's not going to be like this. I think Andrew Abbott's different. Next guy on the list. Sorry, I had to take a sip of my coffee. Next guy on the list, Brian Wu of the Seattle Mariners. Another guy who, if he is available in your league, I am running to pick him up. We saw that Bryce Miller, when he first came up with the Mariners, he was picked up immediately after his first start. He had that incredible start. 
against Oakland. Everyone picked him out. Wu is a talented guy. He's still, and it's not like he's number, you know, so let me back up a little bit. Hogan Harris, like back end of the top 30 prospect list for the Oakland Athletics. Like I could see where maybe he wasn't picked up even with success. Brian Wu is like, I think number six in the Mariners organization, which is pretty high up there. This is a talented arm. First outing was so bad. He gave up six. And uh, that's why his ERA right now is 7.30. But he's striking everybody out. 12.1 Ks per nine. That's 20 Ks to two walks. It's pretty incredible stuff if you think about it. Um, In this past two outings, since that blow-up outing, two earned runs or or less. Now, one of those was only 4.2 innings, but he had 7 Ks in that outing. 9 Ks in his last outing for Seattle, a 32% whiff rate on the fastball. Just a really good fastball, 208 average against the pitch. He's got fastball, sinker, slider, mixes in a changeup. Um, I, I love the the pitch mix. I love what Seattle is doing. I think that they're a good team who's better than their record, so I can see him getting more wins down the stretch. Another rookie, as always, we always say, just like we said with Abbott, like what are they going to do with the innings? Like I do not know. We'll have to wait and see. But for now, Wu's only are owned in less than five percent of ESPN leagues. He's a play in all leagues. Like he's on my team in a ten man league. Maybe he's somebody who you just stream. I would pick him up immediately and just see what happens the next couple of outings. It's so hard to find starting pitching right now. So difficult. The waiver wires, even streams have been so hard this year due to the high number of of injuries and underperformance. Like players who were drafted high have underperformed to the point that some of them have been dropped. Like Alec Manoa. It's like that second or First tier of guys all drafted, right? Second tier, a lot of them drafted. That third and fourth tier guys are on rosters, and usually they're bouncing on and off rosters. They're like all rostered right now, which is what's making streaming so difficult this year. Woo, the has high upside, I'd pick them up. Before we move on, we got to tell you about So Rare. And I know you all know about So Rare. It's, it's this fun game, and if you haven't played, just go to SoRare.com. And you can join the league, draft your team. It's free to play. You draft your team. You have like a budget and you can spend, you know, this player, maybe 20, this player, maybe four. So you build your team off of a budget, like a salary cap, and it's week to week fantasy. And if you rank in a certain, you know, top 10 or top 30, whatever it may be, you get certain cards as a reward. Now you can also spend some money, buy some limited cards, buy that player that that you really want, but your budget hasn't allowed it. So it's a fun game. Check it out at SoRare.com. Jumping in to the next name. Now, this is a guy who, (laughs) it's a funny player because we all kind of have an idea of what he is, and he seems like he's been around for 32 years, but hasn't really had an opportunity. That's Ryan O'Hearn. He's playing with Baltimore now, was with Kansas City forever. Ryan O'Hearn has been getting playing time because Ryan Mountcastle is out with Vertigo. We don't know what that is going to entail, how long that will be. But O'Hearn's getting opportunities, and he's batting fourth. He's batting cleanup. 
And Baltimore's lineup, one of the better teams in the league. I love the run production opportunity right off the bat there. O'Hearn's always been a guy who's kind of a 4A player. Well, Baltimore brought him in. They brought Lewin Diaz in. Like They brought in some guys because they needed to figure out first base, kind of a backup depth role. And he's earned that opportunity, and he's playing extremely, extremely well. Now, it's only been 90 plate appearances. 349, 389, 614 with five home runs. Five home runs. We all know the power. That was his calling card forever. It's how much bat to ball, how, how much can he actually hit? Can he stay alive on an MLB roster? Or is he a guy who always ends up getting DFA'd, sent down? Um, it's looking pretty good so far. 11% barrel rate, 55% hard hit rate. Ryan O'Hearn is a guy I'm picking up now. Now that he's going to slump. He's going to slump at some point. But I don't really care. I'll ride the hot hand. I'll, he's getting a ton of playing time in an elite lineup and a spot that you want to run production from. I would pick, I would pick him up, and he's somebody. If you know you had Ryan Mountcastle, that's the easy sub and sub out. If you had Vinny Pascantino, who's now on the IL, and you're looking for a first baseman, Ryan O'Hearn could be that first baseman for you. Now, if you want to go someone different than O'Hearn, and you need a first baseman. A guy I know we've talked about a lot, but we got to bring him up because I think he's turned a corner. That's Spencer Torkelson, Detroit Tigers first baseman. Uh, past week, he's had three home runs, and he started to lift the ball. If you're watching his at-bats, all of a sudden, he's lifting the baseball. He's moving away from that 10 to 15 degree launch angle, which he lived in the first part of the year. And he's tapping into that 20-20 plus launch angle. Huge, huge for him as a player. We know how great he was in college. I think he was rushed a little bit through the minors. Personal opinion, just what I think. Didn't really get enough at-bats to adjust. Last year, bumped up and down from the majors to the minors. Finally, finding his footing in Detroit. He's batting second a lot. As you know, we like players who bat in the top part of the lineup. Well, he's batting second. He's taking walks. His approach has looked better. It's not consistent, though. And that's where it bites you a little bit. He's been striking out. And I think he's going to strike out. I just think that's part of it. Like, you're going to get strikeouts. You're going to get walks. The question is, how many home runs will you get? It's tough to find first baseman on the waiver wire. And I think Torque's a pretty damn good one to get. Um, I think a lot of his struggles also were just like, him in his own head, you know, like one, one overall pick struggling out of the gate, had to go back to the minors. I think he's in a better space now. Like that team, the Detroit Tigers has been so incredibly injured that they've been awful. They're starting to get healthier. Matt, Matt Veerling's back and looking really good too. Um, Riley green will be back somewhat soon. Carrie Carpenter just got back. Like the, the lineup is improving which should help his run production. Um, I I like Torque as a re, as a replacement right now for Vinny P. And anyone that owned Vin, Vinny P, you may just have to shuffle guys in and out until you find somebody who clicks. Next is Leody Tavares from the Texas Rangers. Man, this guy's been awesome. 
And there's a few facts here, and he's, he may be picked up in your league, but he's still widely available. 136 WRC plus, slash line 302, 357, 495. He's only striking out 18% of the time. Previous stops with the Rangers. This was the guy who was 25% plus strikeout rate. So he's improving. He's in a great lineup, another run production lineup. And, I mean, if, if you watch the Rangers, that team is so freaking fun. They're just hitting everything to the gap or over the wall. They're scoring a bajillion runs, like a really fun lineup. Tavares was like a, a, bit, a pretty big prospect and somebody who, during the time the Rangers have been bad the past couple of years, they brought him up. And I think, man, he was really young too. I think he's only 23 now. I think he was debuting when he was 20, 21, some, some, something in that range. And he struggled. But we saw at times last year, if you were watching near the end of the year, we saw flashes of this type of talent. Just a younger player who needed some time to get acclimated and needed the, the opportunity to play every time. He's batting lower in the lineup, which is actually okay in this situation because of how good the lineup is. A little bit of pressure off of him this year with other players that are uber talented around him. And he's excelling. He already has eight home runs, which is a career high. It's June 19th. June 19th, he already has a career high in home runs. Seven stolen bases, so you can sprinkle in stolen bases, power, average. What else can you ask from a fantasy option who's just sitting on the waiver wire? Last player today, Brendan Donovan, St. Louis Cardinals. This might be your Max Muncy replacement. Now you're saying they're not similar players. Okay, I'm talking, yes. But the positional flexibility that Max Muncy has, a lot of people drafted Muncy because of the power of the bounce back that they believed in. That's why I drafted him. But also that ability to play him second, third, incredible. Donovan can play like everywhere in fantasy. So even if he's your bench bat, he's a damn good one. A day like you know Mondays and Thursdays, a lot of off days. If Donovan's playing that day, you can fill him in anywhere in your lineup. There's an extra bat right there. He got off to a miserable start. Absolutely terrible. In the last month, he's slashing 306, 410, 459, three home runs, 12 walks to 10 strikeouts. Always been a guy who really has a great approach and has been able to draw walks. Points league, important. On-base percentage league, important. WRC plus up to 108. Keep in mind the struggles in the beginning of the year. Last year, he slashed 281, 394, 379. He already has more home runs this season than he did last year. He has four stolen bases so far. He had two all of last year. This is a player you can put anywhere in your lineup. He's going to draw walks. He's not going to strike out. He already has four stolen bases, so it's not a complete zero in that department. I love this player. I love him. And I think that lineup in St. Louis is going to improve. Like, they just have to. They they are the worst team in the National League right now. Look at that roster and tell me they're going to finish as the worst team in the National League. I just don't see it. I just do not see that happening. I know the vibes are bad. I know the manager sucks. I know all the internal issues that have been 
reported. I'm not in the locker room, so I don't know them firsthand, obviously, but I like Donovan a lot. And I think that lineup is going to do better, which will actually help him in the long run. So a quick episode today, but Colby and I will be back Friday morning to tell you about some more options, some streaming options. We're going to have Arm Layton on soon to talk about players who are getting called up, some prospects who you should add to your watch list as well. Again, check out SoRare.com. Check out the Just Baseball merchandise as well. We have some new things coming out soon, so keep an eye out for that. 